good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, he didn't cut it, dude. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local, national, native news and events. And as you know, Wendy, native issues are human issues, and human issues are native issues. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Howl! Kind of, kind of threw me off there. I we, did. I usually say this portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, howl. honoring health oh, and tradition. I thought I had howl there again. Um, hey, we got a special show today. Uh, our state senator is on the floor all night, and she may be there till midnight. She uh, messaged us, but we uh, also are going to have... Uh, not only is Zoe on for half a show here, but we got uh, Dr. Maureen Hackett of Howling for Wolves coming on. And plus we have some excerpts uh, from uh, yesterday's Minnesota Environment and Climate and Legacy Committee meeting that both you and I uh, witnessed. Yes, Robert, <laughs> and you testified. So I'm really proud that Robert got up there and, and spoke his truth about wanting to save our Minnesota wolves. So thank you for doing that. That yeah. was really yeah, I awesome just, of you. I just want to like, uh, I, I know Zoe is a busy Gen Zer, so she didn't have a chance to hear any of it, and uh, she's going to have to take take off, so I'll probably have to edit my clip and send it to her via mm-hmm. some kind of social media or yeah. email or something. But uh, I do want to say uh, there was something very interesting that the Republicans do, and I, I've gotten more information about that, and uh it's very interesting, their tactics, and we'll possibly uh, play my whole clip at the end of the show mm-hmm. on, uh, on what uh, I had to say, mm-hmm. um, and also my cross, the cross-examination that happened <laughs> with me when I was uh, to stand in their mind in my own business. Exactly. It was quite a cross-examination, if you ask me. Hey, we have Dr. Hackett in the background here, and we're going to pull her up here in the from the the bullpen, so to speak, you know how I like those baseball terms, Wendy. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Doctor Hackett, how are you? Well, I I'm very well. I thought the hearing went uh, as well as it could go. Actually, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be on camera, so I was quickly um, putting just trying to comb my hair <laughs> because today. <laughs> well, we're working. glad you're here, and we're we glad you're working. on. I've been howling. Right on. Hey, and uh, Wendy woke me up from a nap, so I'm here too. Uh, (laughs) But hey, uh, great, great to see you yesterday. We have the, I have my laptop here ready to uh, play a few clips. Uh, Why don't you set up our audience that doesn't know and maybe just is uh, dialing in on us what we, what we did yesterday and what, what that was all about. Okay. Well, yesterday we were at the Minnesota State Senate Committee on the Environment, Climate, and Legacy, chaired by Fong Her, Senator, and um, we have a bill that is authored by Senator Kunish, Mary Kunish, thank you, Mary Kunish, um, to basically repeal wolf hunting in Minnesota so that um, the DNR doesn't have the option to do it anytime they think that they should. And so yesterday we were making our case. We were allowed to have an informational hearing. So it was an opportunity for a discussion, really. And I thought it was a, it, it really was like theater that um, was self-fulfilling uh, and self-how um, um, do you say um, proving. You know, I went in saying, "Look, uh, wolves are being harmed even outside of hunts, and hunts makes makes that worse." When you have wolf hunting and trapping, 
or other forms of legal wolf killing, you have more illegal killings. So the best thing to do for everybody, including livestock producers and for wolves and for everything, is to just leave them alone, let their packs grow old, let them figure out where they can live, where they can't live. And um, we'll only manage, let's just manage conflicts. We never oppose lethal methods for conflicts. But anyway, it it devolved into some interesting uh, commentary from the uh, pro-wolf hunting and trapping side. And I'll stop there and let you take it over. Well, I I have a... a, a a person that uh, a Sue mentor, uh, I'm ready to play her if you want to listen to what she had to say, Doc. Okay. I can, uh, I can set it up real fast. Oh, so I during, the hearing, oh, during the hearing, people were making a little bit of noise, and I was all freaked out about that. But actually, Senator Fong Her told me later that he actually kind of liked it, but he had to say you know, that you couldn't. So he thought, you know, everybody wants to say something. So he opened up the floor to anybody who wanted to make a comment, and I was so happy that Sue mentor went up to – the testifying uh, podium table and and took a seat and gave this comment. And it was almost, I think it was the last comment of the hearing. And I mm-hmm. thought it was so pure, so simple, so, so accurate and well, well done in such a short period of time. So take a listen. She's walking upright. Hi, my name is Sue Mentor. I have a master's degree in environmental health and safety management, and I am a proponent of a strong support of this bill. Just have a couple of comments. One, the last time I looked at the Minnesota DNR website, the estimated um, population of white-tailed deer was about a million, and the estimated um, population of the gray wolf, I understand, is 2,700 in the state, so I cannot understand how 2,700 wolves could decimate a million deer. Right there for that. And um, another thing, if we want to talk about trapping, almost 80% of the state is opposed to trapping, and to say that we're going to be trapping to help manage the wolves, I don't agree with that. The people that we have seen with trapping they do that to sell the wolf pelts, which I find very barbaric. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you. And did you state your name for the record? Sue, Sue Mentor, M-E-N-T-E-R. Okay. Yeah. All right. Any, any... Yeah. Well, um, I, I know Dr. Uh, Dr. Hackett that I'm not a biologist, but uh, I play one uh, – or what is it, a bioscientist? <laughs> he was asking if you were a wolf biologist. Right. Everybody, that was the trick question from Senator <laughs> Wiesenberg. He, it was like he thought he had a trick question, if you, that you couldn't speak about the wolf if you weren't a wolf biologist. So he asked every witness whether they were a wolf biologist. And he didn't like my answer when I said, well, I majored in chemistry and biology. And I really should have told him I was a human biologist. And that was why I was there trying to talk about how to change human behavior. And, and basically, I was making the case that, look, wolves have been mistreated for centuries, for thousands of years, and, and all kinds of programming has gone into that, all kinds of emotions. And so the wolf needs more protections if you uh, want to have a wolf population, not less, and not a hunt. A hunt is the last thing a wolf needs. Right. So um, anyway, I don't know when we're coming up on a break, so I don't want to keep talking there. No, that's cool. But you're a pro here. We still got a good two minutes or a minute and a half. But I, I just uh, – my observation uh, to the pro-hunt people is they talk in code. And when we say wolf season, harvest, what else, Wendy? Yeah, that's what they were saying. A wolf season, we're going to harvest the wolves – uh, they use the this nice language to really say killing, slaughtering, trapping, using – they should use the real words, not make it, uh, you know, that this is a nice thing that they're going to do. Harvest and season, to me, are nice words. Exactly. I'll give you another nicer word that even mm. the established uh, DNR uses. And the goal – how much time do I have? 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Okay. The goal was to show that the the decision making needs to be removed from the DNR, and yeah. we, we should. We'll, let's talk about that in the next segment. Right on. All right. Hey, we're here with Dr. Maureen Hackett, founder of Howling for Wolves. Oh, Ooh. we'll be right back Ooh. after this short break. Stay with us. 
Unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation. Catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex, recording sexual acts without permission, hurting someone because of their sexual orientation, ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger, purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, Ogama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. A lot has changed since 2020. Metro Transit wants to hear from you to help build a network that best serves the Metro's needs for the next five years. Help us grow the right way as more resources, like more drivers, become available. Learn more, fill out an online survey, and find out about upcoming meetings in your neighborhood at metrotransit.org slash network hyphen now. metrotransit.org slash network hyphen now. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh, Zoe jumped in there. Hey, uh, we're here with Dr. Maureen Hackett of Howling for Wolves, and we're going to now talk a little bit about maybe possibly delisting the DNR. And I know... um, (laughs) I have issues with the DNR when we were fighting pipelines up in the deep north, and um, so I've had a kind of a, a bad taste, anyways. Uh, but again, uh, welcome, Doctor Hackett. Oh, you're on mute. Mute. We can't hear you, Maureen. Maureen, yeah. Okay, here we go. There was there a button, and I never. I never pressed that button. I just want you to know that. It just did okay. it. But anyway, well, um, hold up I want to say to Leonard Peltier. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I want to say to Leonard Peltier, if you're listening, that I do think about you. I do and have written a letter for you and, and try to get more attention to your situation. So um, with that, uh, back to what what basically – the DNR, we found when the first wolf hunt happened, we found lots of evidence that they were catering to their, quote, primary clients, the hunters and trappers, and their secondary clients, the livestock producers. And the reason I use that term is because that was the term used by the DNR within an internal email amongst the chiefs of different divisions about whether they should have a wolf hunt without a baseline survey, without certain kinds of things they do for every animal that they hunt, but they rethought it and thought they owed it to their primary clients to give them a wolf hunt right away. And so that's why they rushed. And, um, and basically they, I'm trying to figure out when that trapper came in and he was advocating to continue trapping wolves, which I thought was really gross. Um, he was in a suit. He's an attorney. He's been there for over 12 years. Okay. I've seen him every year and I give him business because the more we do, the more they have to hire a lobbyist to fight us. So we've pretty much been responsible for his employment in some ways, or at least his increased activity. So, but if you saw, you know, he probably is expensive. 
he, he's not doing that as a hobby. And who is paying his salary? Do the trappers make that much money? I'm, I just had this question like, wait a minute, what, what interest is behind this one? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so the DNR is, ca- is easily captured. And, and also their science is really poor. Mm. Though they gather a lot of data, they're under the spell of people who analyze the data to use it in ways that aren't pure science. Mm-hmm. Cat, sorry. <laughs> that we have one of those who do the same thing, Maureen. We I love it. So we just locked that's our cat I was arguing, and, and, and I was arguing that we have to, the legislature has to lead. They, they have to take that away and let the public and, you know, the, the actual ecology and behavior of wolves guide the way, at least for now. You know, we know how to kill wolves. It's not like we're going to run, run into trouble if we don't have a wolf hunt. Mm-hmm. You know what, Maureen, the, one of the testimonies yesterday that I really thought was very compelling was the woman who actually has cattle and has goats, she said, and how she manages living uh, with the wolves and doing it humanely. Yes. Um, and well, more importantly, I thought what was really interesting is she sells livestock guard dogs and she was able to say, and I don't know, if I have to listen to her testimony again because she's told me this, that mm-hmm. during the hunts and after the hunts, the sale of livestock guard dogs by her to others who needed non-lethal methods who had never needed them before increased. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, and, and that was, I don't think she made that clear. Well, maybe she did, but I'm not sure. So um, that was interesting. Um, I I really thought that I, I, yeah, go ahead. You know know what uh, I thought was interesting after uh, she spoke, one of the senators and not the one that looked like that was in ZZ Top, but the other senator, uh, he uh, talked about his great grandparents not having doors and being worried about the wolves coming into their house. And I thought, I asked Wendy, I go, do wolves only kill white people? I mean, aren't there any Indians up there uh, with the teepees? It's like, what the heck is he talking about? You know, a teepee is is probably is an enclosure to a wolf versus an opening. And any Mm animal is going to be curious about an opening. (laughs) Put a door on your shelter. Exactly. They, they kind of, actually, the more they spoke, there were two senators and one, yes. their main theme was management and they truly believe this. And it's important that people understand they truly believe mm-hmm. that we must control all animals by killing. I mean, that that was how they sounded. You, We yeah. decide how many can exist and and how they exist. That well, mankind, I shouldn't say we because we don't. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I was really interested in the whole process, and I'm glad I was one of the last ones to speak because I was pretty startled on how how rude the Republicans were. And basically, they weren't asking questions. They were making platform statements. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I thought you made the best point uh, at the end when you said to the to the the members and not all the members were there. I don't know if you noticed that, but a lot of like Senator Eichhorn who, who had really pushed for a mandatory wolf hunt. He did not come to the hearing and Senator Housechild, Grant Housechild was not in the hearing. Um, And he, it's very interesting because Senator Housechild's a Democrat that won that district by a couple hundred votes. It's a very big district, Senate district three, and it used to be Tom box district and I think there's still, for some reason, this there's this poll of Tom Bach in the the issue of the wolf and hunting in general with with Senator Housechild. I don't know, but anyway, so he wasn't there because he didn't. I don't think he wanted to get into the controversy, and uh, it's kind of scary whether we're going to get this bill passed. Um, so I actually, wa- I think we will. But I'm constantly watching some, not constantly, but today I have on the Senate floor session because it gives you an idea of the personalities and uh-huh. who, and the Republican disrespect and some of their views and, and what the Democrats are getting pushed up against. And so it would see, it's interesting to see, well, what would a Senate floor fight look like 
if we had an amendment on the Senate. So we have there are other strategies to getting a bill passed once you get it through one chamber, put it that way. So this bill is going to come up for a vote in the in the House and it might be as early as um, next week. Uh, And so we we don't have a confirmation, but we think that this bill. So I'm trying to get people to take an action to. Go to our website and just send a message to your legislature. You could delete our entire email and just write, I want you to stop wolf hunting in the state of Minnesota, but, you know, by law or anything just to get a unique message to them from one of their constituents. Because there are some um, there's a burnout out there. I will admit it's hard to get people to make an action because we've asked them to do this so many times for so many years. And when people take an action, I want them to write something unusual. So this one person wrote, we've been doing this for years. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. You know, we're asking you, it's long past due. And I think, okay, I got off track, but Robert's <laughs> point was, this is a Gen Z issue. This is a basic, this is a no brainer pretty much for the Democrats. It's a base issue. Mm-hmm. What, what is the problem? You know, they're not going to be fooled by your trappers and your hunters and crying about deer. Right. Mm. And I have that queued up, too, if you want to hear the great Robert Pilot speaking. (laughs) Okay, let's take a quick listen. I'm just finishing up on the the white wolf here. Now lives on the Earth's surface as guardians to mankind. Ho-chunks are protectors of Mother Earth and Father Sky. The wolves are protectors of our ecosystem and our way of life. Just as a side note, I'm a former high school teacher, and I'm really proud of uh, the latest generation of Gen Zs. Uh, They're pretty much the big voting block going to be coming up here, and they're watching this. They're watching how we treat our relatives, how we use words like wolf season and harvest, when really we mean killing and slaughtering and managing and taking out our relatives. So, Pina Gigi, for uh, listening to me, and um, thank you. Yeah. I mean, the Gen Z saved us in the last election, Dr. Hackett. Uh, there, was, uh, there was a bit of a blank there for me, uh, right after Gen Z, and then it picked up. Did anybody? Anyway, so... Tell us, did you get a blank too? Because if you didn't, that's cool. Yeah, we'll play it again, yeah. uh, the whole thing, maybe yeah. later, even <laughs> even with the... <laughs> yeah, well, what I said is Gen Z's uh, watching you. They're not uh, con- uh, confused by your terminology. Oh, I see. Uh, that's one it. Of, and then it picked up again. And then they're one of the big the big voters out there, big voter blocks, and they're, they're sick of it. And... Zoe can shake her head yes and agree with me before she leaves because she's a Gen Zer. Yes, she agrees. Hey, we're here with Dr. Maureen Hackett, founder of Howling for Wolves, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Rachel Shamblot. My dad is Dr. Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. A lot of people are afraid of the dentist, but you don't have to be. My dad makes going to the dentist comfortable and even fun. He won't be mad if you haven't seen a dentist in a long time. He just wants to take care of you and your teeth. If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Shamblot Family Dentistry in Hopkins and St. Paul. Find them online at shamblotfamilydentistry.com or call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH. Cafe Latte offers made-from-scratch soups, salads, sandwiches, and mouth-watering desserts. So come check out their pizza and wine bar, or get a treat from the bakery made fresh daily. Plus, you can still do online ordering and takeout, along with gift cards. Just go to CafeLatte.com and choose from their ever-changing selection of award-winning salads, sandwiches, and soups. Cafe Latte is located off Victoria and Grand and online at CafeLatte.com. This is Santita Jackson. Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 a.m. Central, we'll bring you the best progressive talkers, thinkers, and doers on AM 950, Minnesota's progressive voice. Hey, it's Patrick for Zero Res. April is National Pet Month, and if you have furry, fluffy friends, you know they're not always careful about where they do their business. Plus, warmer weather is on the way, and that means they will be shedding that winter coat all over the carpets. 
But whether you're a pet owner or not, make sure to take advantage of Zero Rev showering April savings on you before the May flowers and the May pet fluff showering on your carpets not far behind. Get three rooms zero resified from the Twin Cities' number one carpet cleaner starting at just $129 and take $75 off your air duct cleaning this month to take care of pet dander and last year's pollen and other irritants before this year's flowers bloom. That's three rooms of the best clean you can buy for $129 and $75 off your air duct cleaning. Call 952-ZERO-RES or book your appointment at ZeroResMinnesota.com today. Backward or forward, spells the same. Zero-Res. New at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. Kuma Wood Stoves and Fireplace Inserts. American-made, sturdy and efficient wood heaters. All models qualify for 30% tax credit you can earn for installing efficient and renewable wood heat. Come see the new wood-burning Kuma Stoves and Fireplace Inserts. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has been selling wood-burning products since 1977. Kuma wood burners are hard-working home heaters made from heavy, laser-cut steel. Kuma stoves and fireplace inserts have cast iron doors and large self-cleaning glass windows. You can see the firelight and feel the heat from their efficient fire. One of Woodland's many choices to make fire work for you and your home. Work with the chimney and insulation experts. They not only install, but will guide you if you want to install yourself. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood, gas, and electric units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services. Would you let animals pick your insurance? Do you really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance, but what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance, and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. So avoid gimmicks and call Cheryl at Array, 763-504-3067 or ArrayInsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Showers and thunderstorms possible overnight with a low of 47, then a better chance of rain and storms on Saturday with a high of 50. Spring has arrived and it's a good time to take a look at your lawn. If there are bare spots or brown patches, Natural Lawn can help. Beat the summer rush and visit naturallawn.com. Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh. Oh. Yeah, we're here with Dr. Maureen Hackett from Howling for Wolves. She's doing a I think her cat was just howling. Job. You know, I was talking during the break with Robert, and I'm I'm would like to ask you, Dr. Hackett, if you could explain to our listening audience about the non-lethal ways, because I'm not really sure that they know what type of things that could be done, uh, non-lethal ways to protect, uh, keep wolves and us living together nicely. And I'd also like to, mm-hmm. you to talk about the program that you had, uh, Howling for <laughs> Wolves, uh, in order to like pay ranchers for their predation of their, of their animals. I thought that that was really interesting when you came up and testified yesterday about that. Yes. So, um, Okay, non-lethal methods include everything from like just trying to scare wolves or startling them, and they don't last a a hugely long time. Uh, Things like lights, sounds, flashing, bangs, things I'm not as familiar with maybe, or even like one thing that seems to work is, you know how these car dealerships have those um, blow-up dolls that move? Mm. If you can get electricity out to a field... That works really well, but you, it requires some, uh, you know, some significant energy. Um, and then we have, you know, livestock guard animals and we have fencing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fan of fencing, but I, you know, in some situations, fencing uh, off areas like for calving, definitely shelter for animals and then animal husbandry, mm-hmm. um, maybe fencing in limited amounts. But I think if they, we need to get some kind of oversight of large, large fencing installations and at least get corridors put in them for other mm-hmm. wildlife. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the only part. But the livestock guard dogs are, that's one way, and but you need many. Mm-hmm. And then the other is donkeys. And and I spoke to a cattleman who uses donkeys and, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time it works. There are times when he actually had a problem for the first time in 20 years and he had, and I, and he, and they did trap out and kill the wolves. And it sounded to me like he had fought them for almost two months, you know, where he was having to move donkeys around and everything. He had told me anyway. So um, I asked him the ages of those wolves that they trapped. And he said there were, I think, three one-year-olds and two two-year-olds. Mm. And I thought, well, that's a leaderless pack. You know, that's yeah. exactly what we were ta- testifying about. And it was the first time in years. Now, um, anyway, so... So uh, you wanted to know non-lethal methods, and then your other question was the, the program uh-oh. that you had uh, to pay the ranchers for their for their animals that My were killed. Went blank. There we go. Yes. Yeah, so we called it the Wolf Forgiveness Bonus Program, and mm-hmm. I made up the name, but I thought it was really cool. Wolf Forgiveness <laughs> Bonus Program, and basically, mm-hmm. if somebody thought that they had a predator kill their animal in wolf territory or even unusual situations outside of wolf territory. I was really to con- willing to consider almost all situations. Um, uh, but, it, and if I was like 70% sure I would send a check for, mm-hmm. from this program we weren't, or hardly, you know, we weren't going to ask for proof. We wanted to just try to buy goodwill if that's possible, or um, at least settle down the, the killing. Mm-hmm. And, and just see what the response was. And we made a lot of effort in advertising it. We had a lot of digital ads. We actually got into a cattleman, state cattlemen's association, like newspaper, and right. which was uh, which was an unusual situation. And allegedly, the president gotten uh, some hot water. Was tongue tongue uh, was told something, but um, nobody took us up on it. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah, because we heard it was hard to get reimbursed. We heard that, yes. you know, the complaint process is arduous and that even um, and, and, you know, calves disappearing. I'm kind of willing to believe somebody, you know, um, the thing is, is I do think there are places where, you know, having cows is less, less ideal than others. And are we basically going to how far are we going to take it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how far are we going to take it? Is right, but but I I and I think people see that about the wolf. There's always been this competition with this with that industry, the agricultural mm-hmm. industry, that and other industries that use use our resources. And wolves won't survive if they don't have some natural food unless people start to feed them, which would probably be a mistake. But I could see where mm-hmm. people would get very tempted if they saw wolves in a in a rough situation. So we yeah. have to stay with the Anishinaabe creation story about how they need to remain separate, but, you know, thrive. Hey, uh, Dr. Hackett, I uh, want to play this clip here. Uh, and we talked a little bit about this. But, again, when I was watching what was going on before I was able to testify uh, we had a couple smarky uh, uh, people really bringing up some weird stuff. And I want to play this quick clip only because I had a lot of applause, though, too. But um, <laughs> let's, just take, let's just take a listen. I think you know what I'm talking about. Let's see. Yeah. And just so our audience knows that you are not allowed to right. make any comments if you're in the audience at in the chamber while people – People are testifying, and you're you're really not allowed to to uh, clap. So, but here you here you go. Uh, if a rancher has a wolf that is taking their cattle, maybe the number of depredations that are going down are because the ranchers are now just taking care of it themselves. Um, and DNR has to go like this because they don't have another option. They don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We all have the same thing. We want to save wolves. Um, I, 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 you know, you said, thank you, Chair, for uh, letting me talk. Um, you know, this is good. I'm not trying to be controversial, but when you said should we be managed, I don't think we should be. But when you say that, that I, abortion pops into my head. 
I would hope then you're also against abortion if we're against this. So um, that's. Do you know what pops into my head when guns come out? School shootings. I'm a high school teacher, so I don't know how you can how you can put those two things together. Just just to let you know, the clapping the audience as a committee rule. What in the heck was that, Wendy and Doctor? Yeah, that was <laughs> off the deep end and off of left field. I there. was trying right to figure field. out just the right field. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. it's just craziness. I was, you know? I was ready for that because I had a personal, like, a meeting with him and another senator. And he went into that topic very intensely. And um, he truly believes that we have to kill wolves to and manage them in a way that um, he doesn't have any, you know, it, and, and we're like, you know, we're talking about a public hunt selling licenses to randomly kill random wolves. That's what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what we, we want to get rid of that. If the DNR, if everybody decided we needed to do something else, we can think about it, but we don't need to do anything else right now. And, and that's all my point has been all along. So um, anyway, Robert yeah. handled that guy really well. He really, Robert really did, Robert. Robert. Really like, well. That was Senator Wiesenberg. His first right. name is Nathan. He's out of Little Falls. Yeah. He was getting kind of personal in there about his own life. He was very self-revealing. You know, he's he's a he seems like he's got it coming from a pay, a place that needs some healing. Put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, that's that's all serious. Uh, yeah. It's, it was just very disruptive. It was you, like you said, it was. Oh, you didn't play the other part of the of the uh, where you told you. Yeah, that was a good one. You well, should play that, Robert. I I, I could play <laughs> that too. Uh, Just his response. Well, his response was long and drawn out. But what Robert ended up saying in the end, when he was allowed to respond to Senator. Wiesenberg, Robert just said something like, um, you know, I'm not going to get into this conversation. Abortion and wolves are two different conversations. And um, I feel that the you're muddying the conversation here in the chambers, and it's a little bit irresponsible of you, Senator. That was I amazing. Love, that was amazing. Yes. Yeah, because we're talking about one thing, and that's what, you know, deflection. And uh, Dr. Hackett and Wendy, I was a teacher for 30 years, and, you know, uh, State Senator Mary Kunish is usually on Fridays, but she's, like you were saying, she's on the floor. And, you know, we dealt with uh, children all day, mm-hmm. and some more mature than others. So it it was a natural <laughs> comeback. And, uh, and, you know, when you're my age, it's like, who are you afraid of, yeah. you know? Obama? No, I'm not afraid of him. I'm the same age as Obama. You know, it's just like I'm old now, so who am I afraid of? Dr. Hackett, can you tell our audience the importance of a stable wolf pack? Interesting. And the word stable is interesting. First of all, Mm -hmm. you need – basically, the wolves have a hard life. And so they need enough wolves to weather the storm, so to speak, in terms of starvation – or uh, availability of food, like if one they lose one wolf to illness, um, mm-hmm. they need other wolves to sort of pick up the slack in terms of catching an animal, feeding the young. Basically, once the little pups are weaned, they have a rendezvous, rendezvous site where the other wolves go and hunt, and then they regurgitate the food for these growing puppies. And you can't have one or two wolves trying to feed a bunch of pups. They'll all starve. You need more than one or two wolves to feed a litter of puppies. Um, so wolves have a hard life. And um, the other idea of aging, you know, they do pass on knowledge. Uh, I know people say, oh, that came up in the hearing that you're somehow giving, you know, human characteristics. But there is actually research done in Alaska that they pass on knowledge. So um, when you keep killing wolves and you have young wolves raising young wolves, you you have a lot of problems. And, and what you really have is an unstable pack. Mm-hmm. And, and they get into trouble and it's a cycle of death. So you want the, the health of a pack is usually by how large it is. Um, 
you know, the larger the pack, the more resilient. And that was shown by some research just out of Yellowstone recently. Yellowstone and other pa- parks by Cassidy um, as the first author, Kira Cassidy. And I think I gave that out to one senator, but I tried not to overload them with the science. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, well, there's, I... there, there was something else I wanted to say. We'll get, I'm, I'm we'll get that. On it now. We'll get that on the last segment of the show. This has gone really fast, and it's been awesome. We're with Dr. Maureen Hackett, founder of Howling for Wolves. And, uh, heck, we'll we'll be right back after this short break. Stay Stay with us. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit MN350.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let let howl. howl. A lot has changed since 2020. Metro Transit wants to hear from you to help build a network that best serves the Metro's needs for the next five years. Help us grow the right way as more resources, like more drivers, become available. Learn more, fill out an online survey, and find out about upcoming meetings in your neighborhood at metrotransit.org slash network hyphen now. metrotransit.org slash network hyphen now. If the statistics say that one in three Native women and one in six Native men have experienced sexual assault in their lifetime, it means our whole community is affected by sexual violence. One is too many. Don't stand by. Stand up. Don't engage in acts of sexual violence. And shut down the dirty jokes, the gossip, the victim blaming and shaming. As a community, we can change the way we respond. Contact the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition to attend a workshop to learn more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh. Oh. Um, Mr. Pilot, do you want to respond? Uh, no, I think I, I don't think that really uh, <laughs> responding about abortion and wolf hunting. Um, I don't want to go down that road. Um, <laughs> I think they're two different things. And uh, uh, to muddy the, the the discussion we have today is uh, a little irresponsible on your part, Senator. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Rob. Oh, we we uh, Maureen's we lost gone. Maureen, oh, oh no, that's sad. Well, hopefully she'll pop back on. But we had a really good conversation <laughs> with her. You know, she's really an expert on wolves. And I know she'll say she's not the expert, but she is the expert on wolves. Howling for Wolves is an oh. awesome organization, and Howling for Wolves really makes it so easy for you to take action. You could just go on howlingforwolves.org. Click on the wolf face that says take action. Just click it in. You just have to punch in your information. And uh, like Maureen said, if you want to delete the paragraph that's there uh, before you send it, and all you have to do is uh, write something unique, uh, something that's important to you about our wolves, and just press the button, and uh, the system knows who your who your representatives are and your senator, so it goes straight to them. So there you go. Hey, why don't we, uh, while uh, Maureen comes back, mm-hmm. uh, play uh, a little of my... Um... Yeah, play it. Awesome. My name, my colonized name is Robert Pilot. Uh, Pini Gigi, thank you for uh, inviting me to let me speak my truth. Ahu ho trunk graja wakunjahade hingadena 
Uh, hey, Kadagita, all my friends and relatives in four directions. My name is Distant Thunder, and I'm a citizen of Ho-Chunk Nation, and I'm in the Eagle Clan. And as I said earlier, my colonized name is Robert Pilot, and I'm a lifelong uh, Minnesota resident, and I'm not a biologist. <laughs> as you may or may not know, uh, when we hunt, we treat our relatives with respect. We pray over them and put dandy down, tobacco, and uh, pray for them and thank them for their gift. We don't hunt wolves. We uh, take things from toe to tail. We don't stuff them. We don't put them on display. We're, they're sacred, and they're our relatives. They're not just animals. We're animals, too. So should we be managed? That's what I'm kind of hearing today by some of you. Uh, many tribes, including Ho-Chunk family, go by clan names and systems. And for my family clan, I'm the Eagle, and in the Eagle clan. And, for example, our lieutenant governor is uh, from the Wolf Clan. Uh, for thousands and thousands of years, Native Americans have watched and learned from wolves and how they lived and how, took care, how they took care of their young, how they treat each other, how they work together. Ho-Chunk creation story speaks of four wolf brothers, a blue wolf controlled by the day, a black wolf controlled by the night, a white wolf, commander of all things that are holy, and the gray wolf, which now lives on the earth's surface as guardians to mankind. Ho-chunks are protectors of Mother Earth and Father Sky. The wolves are protectors of our ecosystem and our way of life. Just as a side note, I'm a former high school teacher, and I'm really proud of uh, the latest generation of Gen Zs. Uh, they're pretty much the big voting block going to be coming up here, and they're watching this. They're watching how we treat our relatives, how we use words like wolf season and harvest, when really we mean killing and slaughtering and managing and taking out our relatives. So... Pinigigi for uh, listening to me, and um, thank you. Wow. Yeah, you got a, a big response for that, Robert. And I want to just thank you. You know, when we left the chamber yesterday and we were all out uh, just talking and saying hello to each other, a lot of so many people came up to Robert and were shaking his hand uh, for his testimony and how well it went and the things that you had to say. It was really, really um, touching and really. From the heart. Moving, yeah, yeah was from, from the, the heart. heart, yeah. And so I really appreciate you doing that. It means so much to me as being a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States. And, we, you know, we work with Howling for Wolves. Mm -hmm. We all work together for the same purpose is, you know, to save our, our wolves. Um, so this is what you could do. You could take action. Go on howlingforwolves.org. Uh, click on the wolf that says take action and fill in your information, uh, write a little paragraph, or you could just send it just the way it is. If you, if you write something uh, else, it kind of is a little bit more impactful, but you don't have to. And just press the button, hit, hit uh, send, and there you go. It really helps, and our um, senators and your representatives will know that this is what you care about. This is uh, what you care about. You don't want to see the wolves... Uh, a wolf hunt here in Minnesota. You don't want a bloodbath. Uh, I want to also mention that we are on a lot of stations in Wisconsin, uh, and Wisconsin had a horrible wolf hunt. Uh, was it two years ago now? Yeah. Um, it was just awful. They had a mandatory wolf hunt, and people, hunters from all over came and hunted these poor wolves. And they don't use just, uh, you know, rifles. <laughs> they use yeah. uh, AK-15s. They use calling whistles that mimic uh, the babies of, of the pups crying to lure the, the um, you know, wolves out so that they uh, are in range so that they can be blown away. Uh, they use horrible traps and snares. Uh, they use bait. They use all of these different tax 
tactics to lure the wolves in in close range so that they can get just blown to pieces. And as you know, because of all the school shootings and the mass shootings that we have here in the United States, these, uh, is it AK-15 or is it AR-15? I don't remember. The type of uh, high-powered rifles that they use really obliterate whatever it shoots. It, you know, some of... Uh, it just blows these animals away. So they can't say that they're using these pelts um, for this reason because when you blow the animal away with a high-powered rifle, there's nothing left to the animal, um, and it just devastates them. Um, I think Maureen, Dr. Maureen Hackett is trying to come back on. I don't know if we're going to make it or not, but hopefully she will. And um if she can't make it, um, I just want to really thank her and uh, thank her for Howling for Wolves, uh, her passion about having a wolf day at the state capitol, which so many people attended, and everybody – oh, here we go. We have a – I'm backstage. <laughs> there hey, we go. We got, <laughs> oh, there you are. You're back. Uh, oh, well, I'm all confused. <laughs> all right. Hey. There okay, you are. Drive. Just don't look at my uh, my workroom. It's yeah, no good. problem. So we're running out of time here, Doctor Hackett. Could you uh, just give our audience just a like a last minute ditch effort to get them to get on your page and sign that alert and anything else you'd like to tell them? Yeah, you know, try to try to um, you know, engage with us in whatever social media channel you like. Um, it's Howling Number Four Wolves on Instagram and Twitter, and then the regular FOR on Facebook. And uh, yes, please take an action. Basically, we're coming up on votes. We need to do this final push. I know it's really hard at the legislature to kind of constantly ask them, but we've been successful, and I want everybody to know that. Howling for Wolves has actually been really good because of the because of the volunteers, because people show up. I mean, even for that hearing yesterday, that was really great that people came. And mm-hmm. I wish that I had had a list of everybody that came to the hearing. So if you uh, are one of those people and you're listening, please email me at hackett at howlingforwolves.org and tell me you were there. I mean, I know some of the people. I knew Sue. I knew you guys. And um, anyway, a bunch of others. But. Uh, there was somebody, I think, from North Branch, a woman. Um, it was her first hearing ever. If you're listening, uh, email me. I wanted to say hi. Um, so, yes, please take an action and listen. Try to open our emails now that you're we're in this last bit of a crunch. Um, it really will end May 22nd or sooner uh, in terms of our efforts. So we really appreciate it. We appreciate everybody who supported us all these years. Um, we really appreciate it. We appreciate you, and thank you uh, for so much what you do for our relatives out there, our wolves. Uh, We'll see you next week. Free Leonard Peltier. Free Leonard Peltier. Now.